Buzz Aldrin, the first man to walk on the moon, was also the first man to piss on the moon. I would probably say true. In a science experiment, it was determined that monkeys will pay to look at pictures of female monkey ass. False. No, that's true. I don't even know. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Week 11, Fantasy Recap Show, Chris Jakes alongside Jeff Kelly. Jeff, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. Man, there were some uh, pretty crazy games there yesterday on Sunday, man. And my takeaway real quick, man, just to lead off with this here, was Nate Peterman, man. He was impressive. To throw five picks in the first half, I mean, that's some kind of special right there, man. I mean... That's got to be a record. Oh, it is, man. I actually checked this. Before Nate Peterman's train wreck, Jeff, let me ask you this real quick. Who previously held the record for worst fantasy performance by a rookie making their debut by a rookie making their debut yep he still plays in the nfl today oh he does yep oh wow and he's a top five quarterback this year top five yeah either cam newton maybe nope. eli <laughs> no nope. Eli's not a top he's a top five guy right now right now you got to have, was it Brady? He was considered a bust for like the first half of his career. Alex Smith. Yep. There you go, man. Alex Smith. Back in week five, 2005, man. The quarterback play overall was just absolute garbage. Man, just interceptions everywhere. And hitting on that Chiefs game, man, and with Eli, dude, dude there were so many picks. I mean, even tight ends and running backs were throwing picks in that game, man. It was just pathetic, man. It's terrible. But, uh, Jeff, what are your takeaways from this week? <clears throat> There's a lot of bad NFL teams. There's only about five or six really good teams. Other than that, they're not even close. You have three in the AFC, maybe four in the NFC. Maybe four. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think I think even though I think Detroit's a good team, even though they're not in the playoffs right now, but I think they're they're better than two or three of the teams ahead of them. There's a lot of bad NFL teams. You got the Steelers, the Pats, and the Jags. After that, I know I, I Pick the Chiefs to come out still. I got a. I, did I pick them or the Steelers? I remember it was one of them too I picked. I knew I picked the Steelers to finish the one seed. I, I knew I picked them to finish a good record, like a little 12 wins. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, Steelers. it's irrelevant. But uh, it's going to be one of those three in the Super Bowl. And I think you got Philly. I think you got, if Detroit can make it, I think Detroit should make it in there. And I just told you I was, the Rams weren't going to be. A good team. They played bad teams, and look what they did all fantasy round. Their team did not really benefit that good. Now with Robert Woods hurt, so but we'll recap on that a little bit. So there's yeah. a probably it could be a rematch of Philly and the Pats, but I do think it'll be hard for the Pats. I think the Pats have to have home field to make the Super Bowl. I don't know. The Pats looked pretty good yesterday, man. My takeaway, a second takeaway I had was yeah, they look good, but the way Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh plays like that, no one's going to beat them. We both agree on that. If they're at home, no. They're you at home. Me? They're hard to beat. Not for the Patriots, man. Not in history. Not in, not in their team's history. If they're at home, if the Pittsburgh has home field this year, they should. They have a good chance to make it. I think what has to worry about the Pats is because if the Pats finish the two seed, they're gonna have to worry about playing probably Jacksonville. That's probably the only team that would be their worst matchup in the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, I think it would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. That D line would be all Jets. over that ass, and we know we know that. And we both, you know what? We both we both like the Jags because we felt sorry for them for the past twenty years. So no one can hate the Jaguars. Yeah, but on this week, man, Thanksgiving week, and let's kick it off with. Uh, well, here, let's say this: we will be doing our preview show. We'll be coming out Wednesday this week because the three games Thursday. Yeah, we'll be coming out early for sure. So. Real quick on this week, man, 1963, JFK is assassinated in Dallas, Texas, allegedly by Lee Harvey Oswald. In 1718, infamous pirate Blackbeard is killed off the coast of North Carolina. Scarlett Johansson turns 32. Is there a better body in Hollywood than hers right now? 
No. Uh, Miley Cyrus's batshit crazy ass turns 24. And Jeff, your boy, Ted Bundy, would have been 71 uh, on November 24th. Yeah, Manson passed away today, too. <laughs> yes, he did. Joe DiMaggio would have been 103 on November 25th. And Christina Applegate turns 45, which I was surprised to hear that one. She man. still looks pretty good. She does still look pretty good. All right, how about quick, quick, number one movie this week in 2002, man. 2002, 2002, 2002. Here's a clip for you here. The Chamber of Secrets has indeed been opened. Unless the culprit is caught, which is likely the school. I've never watched it, but I'm thinking that's Harry Potter. Yes, Harry Potter, that's correct. And how about number one song this week in 2002? Yep. All right, man, that's it. Yeah, you two for two today, man. I think that's the first time ever you've gone two for two in that. That's 100% <laughs> the first time I've ever got that. I know we've been drifting the past couple of weeks finding that crap. But. Yeah, man, I know, I know. All right, man, so uh, let's kick off some quick NFL news here real quick. Broncos fire that OC, which they should be firing the HC because the HC is the garbage one. They do, man. There's some injuries to take away, too, on, on Sunday. Kelvin Benjamin leaves the game. Uh, with a knee injury, you got Chris Thompson who leaves with a broken fibula in his leg there. And uh, Foreman with the Achilles. Yeah, man. After Those two guys are out. If you pick that P. Ryan, you're looking pretty nice now, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. But there's only three major injuries yesterday, I believe, correct? That is correct, man. But actually, this just came across the wire here. Breaking news. Former Patriots and Cowboys wide receiver Terry Glenn died in the early hours this morning in a car accident down in Texas, man. A suspected Glenn, car accident. Yeah, he, he won a Super Bowl with you guys, right? Yeah, well, he didn't, wasn't really much of a contributor, but he, yeah, just 43 years old, man. But yeah, he was on that 2001 championship team for the Patriots there. And Are you sure? Did he catch a pass or something like that, maybe, or two? No, I don't remember. It's he was deactivated half that season. Uh, he was kind of a problem in New England. That's why he, they moved on from him. But uh, interesting fact about Terry Glenn real quick. In 1996, he did set the rookie record for most receptions in a um, in a rookie season, and that was a hell of a draft class with Terrell Owens. You had uh, who were the other ones? Keyshawn Johnson. You had a lot of great receivers in that 96 class, which was considered the or is considered the best wide receiver class in NFL history. There, pretty crazy class right there. I don't have time to run down the whole list because I don't remember all of them off top, but those are a couple names to throw out right there. And real quick fact on Terry Glenn: Do you know he was? The recipient of Tom Brady's first NFL touchdown pass. Nice. Yeah. All right, man, let's get to some uh, quick picks. We're going to do a little call of the week and bad call of the week here. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was a rough day. Nostradamus. Thank you very much, sir. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Or Nostradamus. You dumb asshole. How about this? I'll say my bad call was all the Chiefs players. I'm going to say Kelsey's still my bad call of the week, even though he went over 100 yards. For some reason, he threw an interception. He should have. I think he should have got over a buck fifty in a TD or two. Even though he finished number two, that's still my bad call of the week because I would. I still had him. I'm. I'm thinking that's my bad call. Man, my call of the week for me was Adam Shaheen. Had a pretty good game there. Finished as a top five tight end for the week. And my bad call of the week, Cameron Brate, another tight end man who I thought was going to finish as a top three. And dude, he was awful. I'm gonna say my. Awful. I liked my call of Landry. Landry should have had a. A much better productive day, but they had some bad calls yesterday where he caught that forty-yard catch and they called a holding. And I'm like, how did they even call holding? The, the, I'm like, whatever. It was just that was at the game, so it was just that was a really bad call. He should have had seventy more yards at least. Yeah, but you calling uh, Landry to find the end zone too? That was a nice call too, there because Landry's not known to be a touchdown guy. But good call by you there, and man. And yeah, you challenged that. I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't find the end zone. Yeah, pretty sure I did. Pretty sure I lost that one. Uh, all right, man, let's get to some uh... bed shitters. <laughs> and home run hitters. All right, Jeff, give me five bed shitters from each, one from each position. How about I just give one each, each one? Give yeah. one in each position? Okay. Yeah, Listen, I know you said five, but I'm going to go Smith and Eli. Because I okay. had them in my bold prediction, both top five. They both shit the bed together. They were shitting, taking shits together. Uh, <laughs> they were. Like I said, Hunt, Hill. Hill still had 15 points in PPR, but I projected him to go way more than that. Gronk, surprisingly disappointment. I think the Saints were a hugely disappointment, too. Playing at home, they've been a top five defense this year. 
And my biggest disappointment this week is Alex Smith. Yeah, man, I like it. Those are all all busts this week, man. For me, I got Derek Carr. And then I kind of had a toss-up as my number two. I had Kareem Hunt and Kenyon Drake kind of bunched up there together, man. Yeah, Kenyon Drake's not getting that much run there, man. I don't. He's more talented than Damian Williams, but they just want to go with, I guess they feel more comfortable with Williams because uh, this is Drake's second year, I believe, right? It is. But I was shocked because the, I mean, the OC for Miami came out just last week saying they need to get Kenyon Drake more touches and definitely threw that plan out the window. Maybe they're talking about practice. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. Golden Tate was another one of mine. Disappointing performance there. Rob Gronkowski, just three for 36. Terrible there. And the Buffalo Bills defense, the no-name defense that was riding high there, man, for a while this season, just kind of fell off the map against the Chargers yesterday. So, disappointing there. How about some uh, five home run hitters, Jeff? Five players, one from each position that uh, exceeded your expectations, man, or outperformed their value. I'm going to say uh, I think everybody should be Tyrod Taylor because we didn't even think he was going to play. Yeah, that kind of killed me one of the leagues because Cam was on by. I probably would have scored the second highest one twenty two, and that's way over our projections in that league. But um, Foreman, huge surprise. Sucks he got hurt. Kenny Stills, I didn't even think he'd be relevant. They weren't even sure he was going to play. Celis Jones, tied in. I don't even really know who he is. The Bucks defense. Oh, Seals Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bucks defense. Bucks defense too. was a huge surprise because they suck. But you know the Dolphins suck more and uh. Like I said, my biggest surprise is going to be Keenan Allen here, man. He, I figured he'd have a decent day. I didn't think he would do that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I kind of – the way I did this was I kind of wanted to pick some guys that outperformed and their team got a win. So I, I, can't, I have Drew Brees as my quarterback there. Latavius Murray shocked me on the ground, man, going 15 carries, 95 yards. No, I can't say he was your – over Drew Brees because we both thought he would have a good day. I said he'd go over. I think I said he'd go over three fifty and two TDs. Oh, I thought he would too. But in the third quarter there, when he had eight Ooh. fantasy points, I was like, <laughs> we were talking trash, texting each other like, yeah. man, Brees sucks. And the next thing you know, he threw the touchdown, another touchdown. We're like, okay, maybe we're uh, too finishes with thirty four after that, man. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Latavius Murray has been running back. Keenan Allen, I'm with you right there on the wide receiver, man. Huge game for him. OJ Howard, I went as the tight end because his team. <laughs> His team won, and Howard had a good game, found the end zone. And with the Eagles' defense, man, just shutting down the Cowboys in Dallas. And how about, man, how about this one right here? Burned like a ginger on the 4th of July. Who is your most disappointing player of Week 11? Alex Smith, I said that. He's your most disappointing across the board? Yeah, because I I thought he was in a shred those Giants' defense apart. Yeah, I can't say I uh, disagree, man. It was unbelievable how bad that, that Chiefs' defense was. Uh, the whole Chiefs and Giants teams together, actually, were just terrible. Fantasy Recap. All right, man, so let's just recap the games real quick. We got Thursday night's game. We got the Titans versus Steelers. Steelers win this one 40-17. Ben Roethlisberger finishes as quarterback one for the week. Le'Veon Bell struggles. And Antonio Brown finishes as wide receiver one for the week. Jeff, any takeaways from this game? You had Mariota had 21 points on the week. Corey Davis disappointing. Pixar's pretty good at home. Yeah. They're pretty uh, good at home. Not surprised. Well, Brown, well, a little surprised that he got three touchdowns, but other than that, we thought maybe one or two. Belton, you say he's disappointing, but he got 19 points in a PPR league, which is PPR, pretty yeah. pretty good for 19 points in a PPR league. People love that Yes, all day long. He's still probably top eight running back with that. Yeah, I'm saying as far as running the ball, he was disappointing. I well, he had that one end zone or one touchdown they called back for some reason. It looks pretty uh, hard to overturn. But, uh, yeah, Rashard Matthews, he did pretty good. A lot better than Jameson Crowder. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, they got me on that trying to put him in there. But um, I think Matthews is still going to be – he's still going to be hard not to – be the safest receiver there. I think Corey Davis will come around. I just think him and Mariota's got to get the chemistry together. Murray and Henry. I think Henry's the better player, but they just don't want to play. I agree with you on that. So Terrible rushing performance by the Titans there. Um, Yeah, man, I don't really have any takeaways on this one, man. So (laughs) let's just go on to how about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns? Another defensive touchdown by the Jags, man. If you had the Jags on your team, you're probably winning most weeks because that defense – is getting you around between 15 and 25 points a week, and that's usually a huge advantage. 
Yeah, it was a close game too, man. 19-7 to is the final. Jacksonville takes that one. Deshaun Kaiser, you know, he's not a very good quarterback. We actually held his own for the most part. Uh, a little bit more efficient than usually. It's not that he did anything. Leonard Fournette had me nervous in the pregame, man, with the, you know, the news saying that he didn't like the cold weather and all that, and he was still kind of uncomfortable with the whole injury and everything, but still finishes with 28 carries for 111 yards. Corey Coleman was pretty surprising, I thought, in this game. Against that defense with that rookie quarterback back there, had six catches for 80 yards. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, man. Um, anybody um, Anybody else you want to hit on in this game, or should we just keep going here, just fly through it? Um, no, let's keep moving through it. All right, man, let's go to the – let's go to the – how about the Lions and the Bears? Lions win a close one here, 27-24. Matt Stafford, man, first half didn't look so hot, man. Came back and finished okay. Jordan Howard surprised me in this one. Yeah, he, he um, did pretty decent yesterday. He didn't even get that much run either. No, he didn't. Just 15 carries in this one. Tariq Cohen – I guess that was a week too early on him, man, because I liked Tariq Cohen last week in that matchup, but uh, he came to play today, found the end zone. Marvin Jones, man, four for 85 and a touchdown this week, or last week, I should say. Yeah, and Golden Tate, nothing there, man. How about the Ravens and the Packers? Ravens win this one. Amir one. Abdullah got a touchdown. We were super surprised about that. Yes, I was surprised <laughs> about that. I, that totally slipped my mind because Amir Abdullah is a guy I just like to write off, man. I, I Never playing Amir Abdullah. I don't care. I don't care if he had a five touchdown performance. I would not. I still would not start him the following week. Uh, what about the Ravens and the and the Packers? Ravens win this twenty three to nothing. Not Brent, surprised. I told you the Raven was the start of the week for defense. Yep, yep. Brent Hundley three picks in that game, man. But you know what? He was airing it out though. Devonte Adams had a pretty damn big game. Jordy Nelson still can't find any chemistry like, there. Jamal like Williams said, nothing. Like we said a couple weeks ago, man. It looks like Adams. It's going to be a safe play because he just targets him a lot. It's like it's like the whole uh, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins kind of chemistry he has. I mean, Adams finished with eight catches for a buck maybe because this is what Hundley's fourth year and he, or third or fourth year, and he's always been Adams always been the third receiver or something like that, and he probably got more practice reps with him. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel comfortable playing Adams going forward? PPR. Based on the matchup, I suppose. Because uh, if they're always losing, he's going to no, be. You know what? The rock. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would. I think he's a safe wide receiver too. Yeah, it's just funny how he surpassed Jordy Nelson this year now. Yeah. Man, it's disappointing for Jordy owners for sure. How about the Buccaneers beating your Miami Dolphins? This is the game you were at, correct? Yeah, they're pretty too. Yeah, the Dolphins are a pretty bad team. Yeah, Bucks win this one 30-20. Matt Moore, pretty damn impressive second half when he came in for Jay Cutler. Threw for 282 yards and a touchdown the second half. Yeah, Matt Moore did pretty good spreading the ball around. Yeah, Damian Williams leads the backfield there, 10 carries, 78 yards. Kenny Stills, huge day, man, finishes the top five wide receiver. He wasn't even almost about to play. That's what I'm saying. He gave a huge day for him. Devontae Parker, one of those bed shitters right there for you. Man, I don't know. What do you make of Devontae Parker now, man? Because you can't trust this guy going forward. Week to week, you don't know what the hell to expect from him. I don't know. I think he's going to be hard to play from here on out. I think at this point he's a bust, man, in the NFL. Because... What was this, his third or fourth year? Now, I'm not saying he's a bad player. Third year, I believe. But he's not an impact player. He was drafted high. Yeah, number 11th overall we drafted yeah. him. Or 12, something like that. You would expect more uh, consistency, at least from a guy picked that high. Uh, how about the Rams and the Vikings? Vikings win this one easily, 24-7. Case Keenum, just keeping Bridgewater off his heels, man. He just has another good game. Uh, Zimmer needs day. to come out and say Keenum's our guy going forward. They need to, man, because Keenum, Keenum in the post game. Did you see the post game when he was saying – you know, uh, it's the coach's decisions to do this and that. I just, he's pretty much saying that I should be the quarterback, but they're not really backing me, so I guess. That's pretty yeah. much what he's saying. Yeah. Six wins in a row, man. It's hard to do in the NFL. So I don't see how you can't be a starter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you would think so. That's just like uh, when Bob Greasy got hurt the first game of the year. The next guy came in, won 16 games in a row, and they put Greasy in the Super Bowl. That's, that's true. <laughs> so you're like, well, I guess, okay, whatever. Yeah. You never know. Coaches are weird. <laughs> That's true. Latavius Murray is my surprising play here. 15 for 95, two touchdowns. Yeah, Adam that Thielen, was man. solid for him. Adam Thielen's got to be a, a top five wide receiver, right, in the NFL? He is. I right now? Is too, right especially now. fantasy. The funny thing is, Lat Murray, with that, you played against him in two leagues. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go figure. <laughs> if he would have had five more yards, that would have been extra five bonus points that we have in those leagues. You wouldn't have been up and happy. 
No, it would not have been. I was, still was not happy because I had McKinnon going in a couple of those leagues as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about McKinnon. I, I, I'm, I'm confused, man. It's this one. Well, I'm not confused because if it's a shootout, McKinnon's the guy. But when it's a run game, we know what happens. It's Lat Murray's game. Yeah, when Minnesota, when, when Minnesota has a lead, it looks like they're just going to feed Latavius Murray. Yeah. Which has worked, so why not? Yeah. But there's a, got some couple games coming up that it's not – I think I'm going to lean more towards McKinnon. Yeah, but I'm you want to see a little more before playoffs start in a couple weeks because you'd be nervous about starting McKinnon. Absolutely. How about the Redskins and the Saints, man, which probably was the game of the week, really. Hell of a comeback by the Saints. They take this one 34-31 in overtime. Drew Brees we hit on already. 300, finishes with 385 yards and two touchdowns. Mark Ingram was probably probably my worst call of the week. I did say that he well, was going to finish it rolling, outside the top 15. Yes, he does. Just 11 carries for him, but man, he did a lot with him. 134 yards and a touchdown. Probably hey, Fleener, 591. I was right. I said uh, Kamara would be better than him. I just didn't realize Ingram's going <laughs> to score that much too. Yeah, yep, same here. Yeah, I had Kamara as a top five. And I had Ingram outside the top 15 and only half right. So, uh, man, Fleener actually did some work for you, 5 for 91. And, oh, you know what? Real quick, now I'm looking at tight ends that were surprising with Fleener here. How'd you, how'd you like my uh, Mercedes Lewis uh, pick and pick up and play? I don't know if you noticed that in one of our leagues there. No, I, I didn't hear you say that, but uh, that, that's not bad. You got a touchdown, man. Yeah, looks pretty good, man. All right, how about uh, the Chiefs and the Giants? Because there's nothing much to really hit. Oh, wait. I forgot to talk about the Redskins real quick, man. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan goes over 100 yards. Yeah, Chris Thompson, I had him on a, on a must play. And he was he was on his way to a huge day. He scored yeah, he was. pretty good. And he got hurt in the beginning of the third quarter. And he's out for the year. So if you would have listened to me and Chris and picked up P. Ryan two, two weeks ago, you probably have a, uh, a starter the rest of the way, at RB2 at least. Because yeah. he's shown he can catch the ball and... They had Mac Brown, I believe, and they cut him or they didn't cut him. Maybe on a practice squad. It's irrelevant. They have only C- P. Ryan as the moment right now. Are they going to bring back Matt Jones? Right Who the hell knows? But P. Ryan's probably going to be the Colts. only play. Yeah. No, he is. Uh, Vernon Davis going against the tough Saints defense there against tight ends, and he actually came out with three catches, 67 yards. So decent day for him there considering the matchup. Eight points PPR for tight end was probably pretty good this week. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. How about the uh, Chiefs and Giants and the, the shit show of the week, man? The Giants win this one in overtime, late in overtime. Let, let me clarify that one. 12 to 9, man. And Alex Smith, 27 of 40, 230 yards, two picks. Travis only, Kelsey threw a pick. The only good move I did in this game was I sat Fournette in one or one league and I played uh, Darkwell and Darkwell scored him. I was surprised about Darkwell, too. That was a good call by you. Um, with Kelsey, he did throw an interception also, but he had eight catches for 100 Who didn't throw an interception on the Chiefs? <laughs> uh, I don't think Tyree Kill did, but he could have. I might have missed that one. Uh, man, they were throwing picks like crazy in that game. That was another thing, another takeaway I had. There were so many interceptions yesterday, man. I I need to, I need to check this stat out at some point this week because I wonder if there was if there's ever been more interceptions thrown than there were yesterday because it was, it was unreal. Yeah, it was just – that mm. game was horrendous. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. Terrible. Uh, on the Giants side of the ball, Eli Manning didn't do anything for you really either. Kareem Hunt was we weren't high on We weren't high on Evan Ingram this week. We said, obviously, you're going to play him if you have him, but the Chiefs are really good against tight ends other than that. Yep. Shepard was a no-go. I think that hurt. Yeah. Nah, I don't know if that really hurt Ingram that much. But don't worry, guys. Ingram going forward has has a lot better schedule than yesterday. The Chiefs, one the good thing they do on that defense is play tight ends. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. You know, Hunt had a disappointing day. He had 73 yards and 16 carries or 14 carries, whatever. They need to run him more. He needs to get 20, 25 touches for him to be relevant in fantasy. I agree, man. Andy Reid keeps playing that game. You know, second half of the season with the split, <laughs> splitting the workload. He's with the playing it. He's playing it. Lost four games in a row playing that game. Keep playing, and you, you, before you know it, those Chargers are playing hot right now, and they're, they're going to creep up on you. Even though they're Chargers, only two games out of the playoffs, or a game out of the playoffs after that win yesterday. Two games, two games. That's it. Yeah. But they're four and six now, right? Four and the six. the Bills are five and five, and that's six seed. So they're they're necessarily a half game out because if they go five and six, and the Bills go five and six, they jump them. Yeah. Yes, they do. 
or no, the, the Ravens are in the sixth seed now, five and five. But four and six, five, five. The Chargers can be right there because they still got the Raiders twice or Raiders, and they'll probably beat the Raiders, and then and they're the going to get falling the, apart. Yeah, and they're going to get a. What's in the division? Broncos. The Broncos. That's something, yeah. and they're going to beat the Broncos too. Yeah. Speaking of the Chargers and the Bills, man, let's go to that game real quick. Chargers win this one, fifty-four to twenty-four. Man, what a nail biter that one was. And Nate Peterman, like we hit on, threw five interceptions. He only had six completions. Yeah, he had negative six fantasy points on the day. Just terrible game. Yeah, man. Him. First first player to throw five interceptions with fewer than 15 attempts. You know who the last person that did that is? Who was that? Archie Manning, 1973. Man. <laughs> so realistically, if you think about it, he went six for 14. So actually, realistically, he went 11 for 14 with, with a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. It was just, <laughs> listen, they benched Tyrod. They won one game they, and lost one game. Tyrod had a bad game. NFL quarterbacks aren't always perfect games. People, NFL quarterbacks have a bad game. Well, the reason they were saying they, they benched him, now this is coming from the team, not Tyrod. Tyrod says because he's black. The team's saying because they want to throw the ball more, and Tyrod likes to run the ball more, doesn't like to pass as many attempts. Or so I'm so. just saying this. Look at Peterman's first half. Look at Tyrod played the second half. Tyrod scored 20 points. He was a top 10 quarterback this week, right? Uh, I believe he I was think he was, right and he only played a half. Here. So imagine he played the whole game. He could have had a chance. Yeah, we've seen that. That hurt me, man. I had Tyrod as my backup to Cam. And then they uh, benched him, and I had to pick up uh, Keenum. And then I got tried to get cute and picked up Eli before kickoff, and that really did not work well. And I'm going to lose that league because of that. And I'm the one seed. I'll still be the one seed, though. Let's go to my preseason prediction here, man. That's kind of, that's No, what do you want to talk about? Let's now. talk about Phillip Rivers and... Uh, Keenan Allen, they looked pretty good yesterday. Other than that, we don't got to talk about it. Gordon, yeah, no, they did. They did. Uh, Gordon had a touchdown. I, I didn't think Gordon actually did decent. Yeah, McCoy killed it. We were. Oh, McCoy. Definitely you were did. down on McCoy. I said McCoy would have yeah. a big game this week. I was right on that one. Yeah, I thought yeah, he had. Were, I didn't know he was going to have this big of a game. I thought the Chargers were going to stack that box, man, and I thought McCoy would be balled they stacked up there, it all right. No, he, he killed he, it. He ran around it. Yes, he did. What did he finish over a buck fifty rushing and a TD? Uh, Thirteen carries, one fourteen and a touchdown. But he had, he had a few catches on the backfield too. Man, he, he did finish very well. Top three running back this week. Um, yeah, Rivers, solid. Two twenty for thirty two, two fifty one, two touchdowns. Two thirty two, and then Allen had one fifty of it. <laughs> yeah, one fifty nine. I think I might have lost the PPR league that trade for Mike yeah. Evans and Keenan Allen. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, what about the Cardinals and the Texans, man? This was my preseason prediction here when I said Blaine Gabbert would be the starter. He'd be the best quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals this year. They lost. They lost to the Texans. Who, who I was right, right and then I picked Houston, and you challenged me on that. Yeah, 31-21 was the final there. Gabbert, 22-34, three touchdowns. Deontay Foreman, man. Deontay Look, finally, Foreman. we were on him all year, then we started getting off him, and then he comes in and kills it, and then he gets hurt on a touchdown run and he scores. Terrible, man. Yeah, leaves an Achilles injury. Rough. But I'll say real quick, man. Deontay Foreman is a better running back than Lamar Miller. Do you agree or disagree? From the the work this year, I'm going to have to say Miller has outperformed him this year. Do you want me to give you some numbers real quick? Fire All right. away. All right. So, all right. Foreman's stat line for the game, 10 carries, 65 yards, two touchdowns, had three catches for 15 yards. And he finishes the fourth best running back in week 11. Now, in the last five games... Foreman is averaging 4.8, 4.84 yards per carry on just under nine carries a game, and he has two rushing touchdowns, both of which came yesterday. Now, Miller's stats from yesterday, 22 carries, 61 yards, four catches, 22 yards, one touchdown, finishes as RB10 for Week 11. But in his last five games, right, his last five games, Lamar Miller just 2.9, 2.98 yards per carry on nearly 16 carries per game, and it averages just 54 and a half yards per game and just one rushing touchdown over the last five weeks. And I just think Miller should be the change of pace, third down running back there. I think Deontay Foreman should be the workhorse back, man. I mean, that's, that's just what I'm saying. Maybe we'll have to see wait till next year now. Oh, I think next year is definitely going to be that way. I'm just uh, – obviously for this year, I mean, it's still going to be Miller. How about let's go to the uh, let's go to the Bengals and My the boy Broncos. Hopkins still still got a touchdown, seventy yards, still doing his thing with no no quarterback. Oh yeah, there we go. Let's do that real quick. Four for seventy six and a touchdown for uh, 
for your boy Hopkins there. Larry Fitzgerald, 9 for 91, a touchdown. Fitzgerald wins that one, man. It won me the challenge there. Yeah. Uh, disappointing, man. Now, I was watching um, the, the NFL countdown show on ESPN before the game kicked off on Sunday. And I was saw I saw that uh it was I guess I guess it was Matthew Berry that had Adrian Peterson as RB twelve for this week. I was like, You gotta be you gotta be shitting me. It's like the Houston Texans, even though their defense is shitty, they're still the number one run number one rushing defense in the league right now. And sure enough, man, they balled up Peterson. Peterson was disappointing as hell. I told JP to have another bad week. Yep, yep. I was just surprised they had him so high as RB twelve, man. I was I was surprised to see that. And let's see. Anybody else you want to hit on before we get out of here on this one, this uh, game? Nah, we could go ahead and move on to the next. All right, man. Bengals in Denver win this one 20 to 17. Brock Osweiler. Man, I, I don't. Do you think he's going to play in the league next year? Yeah, with that contract. <laughs> yeah, well. He's getting paid no matter what. Yeah, he'll be somewhere. Yeah, he'll probably be a Denver Bronco because Denver's not paying barely any of the contract. The uh, Browns are paying all the contract. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know who's uh who's not living up to their contract, which is only a rookie contract. That's Joe Mixon. What this dude was so overhyped coming into the NFL draft. Finishes with just twenty. He gets twenty carries. The dude had the workload. Broncos one of their weaknesses. Their weaknesses are tight ends and running backs. And Mixon just finishes with forty nine yards. Man, terrible. I, I, what do you make of Joe Mixon? I don't know. I, I, bad, I don't know. Man. I'm right He's there bad. with you. I don't know. All Mace. I know is I only feel comfortable playing A.J. Green and Tyler That's the Croft. Only one. And Tyler he had Croft a tough right game. there, too, because tight ends Touchdown, are so yeah. despair this year. A.J. Green almost had another big play yesterday on, in the fourth quarter. He had like a little out route, out route fake cut in, and then he – Dalton had a perfect throw, but he kind of slipped – Green slipped. If he didn't slip, he would have had another 60-yard touchdown. And so Green would have ended up with over a buck ten. But he just looked like he slipped on the cut back in because he definitely had the DBs beat. Yeah. Yeah, Green finishes with four for 50 and a touchdown. Touchdown saved you there. Demarius Thomas, five for 64 and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, disappointing in this one. Yeah, DJ he was Anderson. your number one receiver this week, Sanders was. Yeah, that was bad on the bowl prediction. Uh, I, had, I think, I, challenged, I, think I said Demarius would have better game than him. I think we had that challenge too. Well, I could be wrong. I don't know, but I did. I did say that. No, no, the bold prediction. I did have uh, Emmanuel Sanders there. I guess I was a little too bold. We that both one. had Macklin too. Look how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, oh, terrible man. Macklin was disappointed. We, oh, we got hyped. I saw that little sneaky pickup he did last second yesterday. What was that? He picked up uh, Macklin. Macklin. Yeah, that did not go well. Oh man, how about the Patriots blowing out the Raiders in Mexico City, thirty-three to eight? This one was. Over first ten minutes in the game, man. If if that, Tom yeah, the Brady, Raiders had some dumb turnovers in that game. Oh yeah, Tom Brady finishes thirty of thirty-seven, three thirty-nine, three touchdowns. Marshawn Lynch was running the ball very well, man. It was actually probably the best he's looked all season. They just were so far down, man. They just couldn't keep feeding to him. But eleven carries, sixty-seven yards. He broke off the longest run of the season for himself, a twenty-five yard gain in the I think it was the second quarter. Brandon Cooks six for one forty-nine and a touchdown. Two long catches he had. That one, what was yeah, that, like a 50, 70 yard touchdown? 52 to 64. Yeah. Some big plays there. Gronk disappointing. I think Martellus Bennett had more points than Gronk this week in PPR. Yeah. I'll have to check that. But, uh, I, was, I was the most disappointed player in this game I was disappointed on was uh, Cook. I thought Cook would have performed better. Yeah, I thought Crabtree. I mean, the, Crabtree and Cooper in the they fourth quarter. They both got over okay. yeah. 10, but, 12 points in PPR. But, but man, they were looking sloppy. They kept dropping passes. That was an ugly game. Deion yeah. Lewis leads the backfield, had a hell of a game there. Rex Burkhead disappointing because he fumbled the ball, didn't get a whole lot of play after that. James White, yeah. Maybe it's hard to play those running backs other than Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead maybe if he doesn't fumble. And, uh, man. I did think you said you thought Amendola would find the end zone, which he did this week. I'm almost pretty sure you said that in the preview last week. You know, I don't remember. I actually haven't had a chance to go back and check that show. But uh, I'll have to look into that. I'm not sure. You're right on Brady. He was your uh... – he did pretty good, even though he wasn't number one. But when you have a quarterback yeah. throw 299 and four TDs, that's just no interceptions, turnovers. You're damn near never going to be number one beating that. That's a hard to beat. Yeah, true. How about the uh, Eagles and the Cowboys, man? <laughs> this was uh, my game call of the week here, man. Uh, Eagles win this one 37-9. Carson Wentz, not very efficient, but 
168 yards, two touchdowns. His completion percentage uh, was just over 50%. Alfred Morris, 17 for 91. Pretty good on the ground. Yeah, he looked pretty decent. They just didn't did. have enough opportunity to run him because they got behind. And you know what? Healthy scratch. <laughs> what? Darren McFadden was a healthy oh, yes. scratch. Yeah. And, uh, and to stay stay with the running backs here, I think it's I think I think I'm done with Rod Smith. I think it's over for him before it began. You I don't know. Him? I think I think I'm dropping him. All right. I just don't see. I just don't see how. Uh, Dallas is down pretty big in this game, pretty much the whole game. And they don't go to Smith very often, man. I, I was surprised. Yeah, was he surprised. had an opportunity, and he didn't convert for that third or fourth down for running the ball. That was disappointing. Yep. Jeffrey was a good call by me, four for 67 and a touchdown. Anybody else you want to hit on in this game here? Des Bryant got a lot of targets, man. Oh, my goodness. Dak struggled three picks. Ertz is extremely disappointing. Yeah, he was. Ajayi had a nice run, longest run of his career, 70-something yards. But watching him run, man, you could just tell he has bad legs, the way they wobble. The way his legs wobble back and forth, you could just tell. They don't look great. Like, it doesn't, legs aren't supposed to wobble like that when you're running. Right, right. Right now, if they were to play tonight, Who? do you feel like the, the Patriots would beat the Eagles? Yes. In a neutral site? Do you feel like anybody would beat the Patriots right now? I think the Saints would be a tough matchup. I think more so than the Eagles. I think that's probably that's probably the only team in the well, you know, I think Eagles, I think the Eagles will beat the Patriots possibly if they were at home. I just think right now the Patriots are head and shoulders above everybody else at the moment. I mean, quietly on defense, they've been shutting teams down the last few weeks. Ever since that Atlanta game, it's really turned around, man. It's starting right there. I think you would definitely have issues with the Saints, the players at the backfield. I yeah, do not that's think your linebackers think. could, I think the Saints could cover Kamara or uh, Ingram. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the Saints would be the toughest matchup. Plus, you got Drew Brees who can sling the ball as well. So that's And they have a decent defense. What do you think about tonight? Who do you like tonight? Who do you dislike tonight? Who do I dislike? Hi, who's the highest scoring player in this game tonight? Julio Jones. I'm going Wilson. You want to hear a bold prediction here? I think the Falcons win this one 27 to 10. I... You gonna give me some points? I'll challenge. I'll, I'll challenge that. I think Seattle. I think Seattle wins this game. I think they win it thirty-five to twenty-seven. Yeah. I think Russell Wilson has a very nice game tonight. How, how about this? Challenge flag. <laughs> Chris is challenging before I even says it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna say Russell Wilson. Over 300 yards and two TDs. And I think with the, it's the combo with Baldwin getting over 100 and a TD. You want to challenge that little combo right there? Obviously, you already challenged it. You just looked at my face. And I saw it coming. He challenged it before I even said it. Yeah. Man. I, I was going to say three TDs, but I was like, oh, he might win it with three. But I think, I think Wilson has a, a, a nice game tonight. Hmm. I do like Baldwin's numbers there. Russell Wilson for 300. I think he's going to have to because they're going to be down a lot. You think uh, so? I know because I know Chancellor's probably out for the year. Obviously, Sherman is. I'll you, challenge you that the, the Falcons win by more than six. Okay, yeah, we'll just do that. All right. Challenge accepted. I think Julio goes for about... I'm going to say a lot of people that are listening that are down tonight and got Julio, PPR will get you around 18 points tonight. Yeah, I could. Uh, you like that? I like that. I, I think like Wilson that. gets you over 25 easy, obviously, with those predictions. Ball, uh, yeah. Baldwin will get you, obviously, around 22, 23. I I, what do you think? How about this? What, what do you like for Coleman tonight? Feature Ooh. back, nasty. We, I, Big Worm did have his sleeper as Taryn Ward. I think Taryn. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to be around 19 points. I think somewhere around there. I think he finds the end zone. I think he has about five, six catches, 60 yards, and about 80 yards rushing in a TD. Yeah, yeah, I can see that right there. Yeah, yeah. What about Taron Ward? You got any play for him? No, not got Monday, no Thursday, daily? No. Monday, Thursday, oh, daily? Monday, Thursday, daily, maybe a flyer, like an internal. Flyer, but... Monday, Thursday, daily, and just go stack, go heavy with Julio and uh, Baldwin and get like a Taron Ward and a uh, Coleman in there. 
Because you have a lot of options Monday, Thursday this week with three games. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, man. You know, I'd have to actually look at all of the... That's a tough one to call, man. I'd have to look at that. Think about the running back situation because you don't want anybody from the Cowboys. They do play the Chargers Thanksgiving Day. You don't really want a Charger player. You got the Redskins play at night, and then you got the Lions and somebody play. I think the Lions and Bears play. No, the Lions just played the Bears. Lions and somebody. So it's, it'd almost be like a double stack with Coleman and uh, Ward for Monday, Thursday, Daily. Because I know a lot of people have, lately we've been talking about, we've been seeing a lot of people getting that Monday, Thursday kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. I can say the crazy thing about Daily this week, I did, I did the big entry, the Thursday through Monday game, mm-hmm. and I did an all Pittsburgh Tennessee game, and I'm still I'm in 700th place after yesterday. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, because I had Big Ben, I had Brown, had Bryant, had Murray, Bell. <laughs> if Bell would have got that touchdown over uh, Jesse James and that little play, I would, I'd be on like in the top 30. That's crazy. But you had to pick one other game, so I picked the Vikings defense, which I should I knew I should have picked the Chargers. I had the Chargers and everything, but I I was a uh, hundred dollars off. I had to drop somebody, and I couldn't do it. That's crazy though. With with the Sunday games, I'm still that high. <laughs> yeah, that is that is crazy. That is crazy. Is there anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? Um, no, nah, man. Good luck. Um, and like I said, uh, we're gonna touch base on the um, we're gonna release the preview day early so we can cover those three games on Thursday. I'm sticking by the Saints and Steelers with the best records in their divisions. In their divisions. Oh yeah, I'm going in the, in the in NFC and AFC. Oh, in the conference. Yeah, conference. No, I'm going Patriots and AFC. I'm going uh, Eagles in the NFC. I said the Saints would finish 11 and five or 12, 12 and four. Was it 12 and four or 11 and five? 11 and five, and I think the Saints might there. actually finish better than 11 and five. And I, th- I think I picked Pittsburgh at 12 and four. I, I think the Patriots are going 14 and two. I think the Steelers are going yeah, probably 12 and four. So you're saying the Patriots don't lose the rest of the way? I don't think they, I don't think they lose the rest of the way. I think they finally hit their stride now. The Patriots are going to lose at least one game. At least so. one. Challenge they, flag. Okay. I was Challenge say two accepted. <laughs> I can't uh, wait till we do our preview next or our uh, recap next Monday and when the Dolphins have the upset of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I man. know you hate playing the Dolphins, though, because that's when the Dolphins play their best football. All right. We got the, the week 12 waiver wire. We got some ads and drops here for you, some targets. Before we get into that, man. Got a little segment here for you, Jeff. Going to surprise you here, man. True or false? All right, we got true or false. You ready for this, Jeff? Fire away. Number one. Female kangaroos have three vaginas. True. (laughs) I don't know why I said true, because it sounds so (laughs) horrendous. The Miami Dolphins won Super Bowl VII 17-10. I believe that was against the Redskins, true. It was against the Redskins, but that was not the final score. It was 14-7. Buzz Aldrin, the first man to walk on the moon, was also the first man to piss on the moon. I would probably say true. Yep, that's true. All right. In a science experiment, it was determined that monkeys will pay to look at pictures of female monkey ass. False. No, that's true. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. Not only can goats produce milk, but they can pr- produce fresh drinking water. True. False. Oh, I don't know. A kicker has attempted 63 field goals in one NFL season. True. False. <laughs> the stage before frostbite is called frost nip. True. Sunday, Samaje P. Ryan rushed for over 100 yards. Clinton Portis was the last Redskins rookie running back to rush for over 100 yards. False. Correct. Rob Kelly did it last year. Male bees can reproduce with other male bees. True. False. Raccoons in Australia can grow up to six feet in length. True. False. That'd be a big-ass raccoon. That would be a big-ass raccoon, man. What would you do if you saw a big-ass big raccoon that was six feet? Run. Them, them mother, mother efforts, man, they can stand up on their uh, two legs or two, man. That would be, uh, be big. All right, man, I got another one here for you. Ten questions. Ten questions. The first fantasy football draft ever 
was held in which year? 1959, 1961, 1963, or 1965? 59. 63. Number two, who was the number one pick of the first ever fantasy football draft? Was it Frank Gifford, Gail Sayers? Frank Gifford. False. George Blanda. Why did I say false? It's a different segment. Wow, George Blanda. Well, he played kicker and a quarterback, right? Yeah, he played all over the place. All right, next one. Standard scoring. Who had the best single-game fantasy performance? Was it Nick Foles, Clinton Portis, Terrell Davis, or LaDainian Tomlinson? Some hard questions, by the way. Damn, it's not Michael Vick? Nope. Nick Foles, LT, Port. I'm going to go Portis. Yep, you got it, man. That was good. And you had like four or five touchdowns that game, right? Five touchdowns. Yeah, man. Good memory yeah. in that. That's back in 2002. Over like 250 yards combined total, I think, too. Yeah, right around there, man. Yeah, that's right. The monster day. He went your week by yourself, 60 points. Yeah. All right, which U.S. state has the most fantasy football players per capita? Are there more fantasy players in New York, Nebraska, Tennessee, or North Dakota? New York, Nebraska, Tennessee, or North Dakota? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go North Dakota. Yeah, good job, man. Look at that. I just figured New York, there's too many people that live there, and everybody doesn't play. I figured North Dakota yeah. ain't nothing going on. Yep. <laughs> That's a hell of a guess. <laughs> it was them or the other? Tennessee. No, the other. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. In 2002, which quarterback had the most fantasy points out of this group? Tom Brady, Steve McNair, Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb, Drew Bledsoe. I don't know why you threw Bledsoe in there because I feel like it was probably Bledsoe, but I'm going to go Steve McNair. It was Bledsoe. I knew that uh, just because I think that's when he started his new team. <laughs> Top five quarterback with the Bills that year. Pretty crazy. All right, staying with 2002 here. Which running back had the most fantasy points out of this group in 2002? PPR scoring. LaDainian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes, Fred Taylor, Sean Alexander. Hmm. See the Alexander Holmes. I'm going to go Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes, man. Damn, we're killing this list. Which wide receiver had the most fantasy points out of this group, 2002, PPR? Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Heinz Ward, Torrey Holt. I think I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm gonna go Terry Holt. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that stat, man. Damn. All right, next one. Which tight end had the most points 2002 out of this group? PPR. Todd Heap, Shannon Sharp, Jeremy Shockey, Tony Gonzalez. Todd Heap. Yep. With the Ravens that year, right? He killed it. Yep. Next one. Damn, you're doing good, man. Who was the 2002 Offensive Rookie of the Year? Was it Jeremy Shockey, Clinton Portis, Javon Walker, or Priest Holmes? I don't know why I want to say Javon Walker, but it was uh, not Priest Holmes. Clinton Portis. Yep, Clinton Portis. Who was the 2002 NFL MVP? Was it Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon, or Marshall Falk? Rich Gannon. You are correct, man. Damn, you killed it. You did a hell of a job in that one. With the Raiders, man. They, they, were, they were balling that year, and then a little yeah. snow game happened, and some sketchy shit. No, no, no. That was uh, the year before. Oh, this is the year they, they got blown out by Tampa in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's not that yeah, year? Yeah, when Derrick Brooks just all over the place. And uh, uh, what was the quarterback that won it for the Bucks? Uh Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We've got some waivers to get into here, man. Waiver wire ads. Targets. Give me some waiver wire targets you got for week 12. I think after this weekend, man, Lat Murray's got to be up there. P. Ryan. I think if you have Miller, you got to get blue. O.J. Howard looks pretty good. I feel like Fitzpatrick likes Howard better than Brait compared to Winston like Brait. And with the Benjamin, man, I'm thinking go back with Zay Jones. Someone's going to have to catch the ball there probably. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Phillip Rivers. He's still available in a lot of leagues. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kenny Stills, too, man. Huge day last week. Matt Moore targets the hell out of him. I think he's going to be more productive than uh, Devontae Parker going down the stretch. Yeah, but Cutler's going to be the starter there if he's active, they said. We'll no. see. Coach Gase said that already. Yeah, they also said that Kenyon Drake was going to have more touches than uh, 
That's true. They also Daniel said Lynch. Color didn't play yesterday because of a concussion. Yeah, I think that was BS too. <laughs> uh, I have Latavius Murray as an ad. Ted Ginn still owned, still available in a lot of leagues, man. Ted Ginn's been on fire lately. He's been the not as I projected him to do something. He sucked. Other than that, he's played good all year. <sighs> yeah, you know he he was he started off slow, but man, he's been playing pretty well lately. And I'm also gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Charles Clay. Now that Peterman's, I don't think he's gonna get another chance this year. And I think Charles Clay with Tyra Tyra Taylor there and Clay another week, you know, uh, to heal from that injury, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay with Taylor back there. Yeah, he, another week helped. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, how about uh, how about some drops for this week, man? I Who think after the Eagles game, Blunt safely can be dropped with Algalore. I just think they're both irrelevant. Thank Eric Decker. He's a, he's a done for. Sammy Watkins, drop him so you don't have to deal with starting him. Let another player have to deal with that. Willie Sneed should be dropped. And I'm, I have Doug Martin. I knew he said give five, but Doug Martin's right down that borderline. He couldn't do nothing against the Dolphins this past weekend. The Dolphins' defense sucks. Yeah. I just I like, like Martin's playoff schedule, but I think he's right there about being dropped. I like the Doug Martin one. You know, he was looking like he was going to have a good day early on in that first quarter against Miami. I think he had, what, like 30 yards in the first quarter, and then he finished with like Should've 35. First drive almost. He looked good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. I don't expect him to. Uh, yeah, not with Montgomery coming back. Yeah, I think his run's over. And, man, he does not look very good. Derrick Henry's another one I'm dropping. I think he's just wasted roster space right now. Isaiah Crowell. If you own the, if you own DeMarco Murray, do you drop Derrick Henry? I don't. If you own DeMarco Murray, no. I think Henry's obviously a good handcuff there. But it's tough. You can't. He's got no value right now with Murray there. It's It's so hard to play him. But don't drop him just to drop him. I would. I would. Unless you're adding somebody, just don't drop him. Oh, yeah, no. I would definitely drop him, though, if I was going to pick up one of these guys who we're hitting on here. But uh, Isaiah Crowell is another guy I would get rid of. I think he's done. I've never been a Crowell guy. Joe Mixon, man, I think it's time. I think the ship sailed on him for this year. I think he's droppable. Even when he got the workload, 20 carries against Denver. Couldn't do anything with it. And... I have a 5A and 5B here. I was having a tough decision on who I was going to have over the other one, so I'm just going to drop both of these guys. C.J. Anderson, who is in a timeshare, and he was not the leading – he did not lead the Broncos in carries this past week. It was uh, Devontae Booker. Booker looked okay. Yeah, so I think that's going to – I just gonna, don't trust anybody in that backfield, though. Oh, I don't either. I think it's going to trend, though. I think Booker's going to continue to probably finish with more carries than Anderson because Anderson has not looked good, man, averaging under four yards per carry. But Hunter Henry's another one, man. I was I was right Drop there about saying Hunter Henry, Henry too. Drop his ass, man. So bad. You know we also we also got some mailbag questions to get into today, man. And mailbag. The mail. Can we talk about the mail? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? All right, Jeff. Number one, add Tyrod Taylor. My quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Jay in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. If Tyrod starts, he has a super easy playoff schedule. And he yes. has a he has a yeah, I agree. Uh I agree. He has a high floor too. Um but you know what? I Taylor and Mariota are pretty spot, similar. If you have a roster spot, Adam, yeah. Yeah. Would you I play like him Ty over Mariota? Uh, huh? Would you play him over Mariota? I feel more comfortable with Tyrod. I think I agree with you. I think it's close, though. Better play in Week 12. Latavius Murray or Jamal Williams? This is Roy in Champaign, Illinois. Lat Murray because they're playing Detroit Thanksgiving Day. They might want to run the ball to keep the ball out of Stafford's hand, as well as Ty Montgomery should be coming back. I agree, man. And we saw the Lions run defense against Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard in Week 11, and that was not pretty. All right, next one. Should I stream Martellus Bennett or O.J. Howard? Craig in San Antonio, Texas. I'm going to go O.J. Howard. Fitzpatrick's been targeting him a lot. I agree again, man. I agree. Cameron Brait was kind of a no-show in Week 11, man. O.J. Howard got the targets. He got the play. I think it's going to keep trending that way. weeks in a row. Yeah, I think the trend's going to continue, man. So I'm going O.J. Howard. Next one. 
Should I pick up Aaron Rodgers and David Johnson? Both are available in my league. This is from Michael in Seattle, Washington. I guess if you want to, if you have roster spots, you could, but they're available in my leagues, and I'm not, I'm not picking them up, and I'm the one seed. Yeah, I was going to say, well, if they're available and, and you pretty much solidified a playoff spot, I go pick them up. Adrian Peterson's been struggling. I think uh, if well, you know Johnson what? comes back week 16, I can't play him. Well, I don't know. What if you had injuries on your running backs like during the playoffs? Like, say week 15, say... Um, That's different. If you're no one's hurt and you're going to the championship game, you're not playing him. Well, yeah, I know, but wouldn't you rather have him on your bench in case somebody did get hurt? If you were in a playoff position already? Yeah. Already locked up playoffs? But I would. That's why I said. If you have roster spots, you're not dropping someone relevant. That's helping you now. Who would you prefer out of that group? Would you, or, the, or those two? Aaron Rodgers or uh, David Johnson? I'm going Rodgers all the way. Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah, I would Rodgers just because the week 16, he does play Minnesota at home. He might want to be a revenge game. But I get worried if they're out of it. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good point too, man. Yeah, it's definitely risky, but I, would, I, would, I think it's worth it. All right, next one here. Better play rest of season. Jarek McKinnon or Latavius Murray? Dan this, in Norman, Oklahoma. This is hard because it all depends on game plan. If, they're, if it's going to be a higher scoring game, McKinnon. But if, it's a, if, it, if they already have the lead, it's Lat Murray. But I personally rather play McKinnon. I'll play McKinnon every week, especially in PPR for them, Lat Murray. I agree. I'll still play Jarek McKinnon over Latavius Murray as well. All right, next one. Start Jordy Nelson or C.J. Anderson at flex for Week 12. Mark in Mansfield, Massachusetts. C.J. Anderson, Jordy's playing at Pittsburgh. Ain't happening for me. I agree. I agree. I don't like either one. Maybe add somebody off waivers because, man, that's, that's a tough situation right there if you're just debating between Jordy or C.J. at this point right now. All right, better running back play, Week 12. DeMarco Murray or Rex Burkhead? Stephanie in Andover, Maryland. I'm going to say DeMarco Murray. I'm going to agree. They're playing the Colts. Give yeah. me DeMarco Murray. All right, next one. Drop Derek Carr for Tyrod Taylor. Troy in Navarre, Florida. Nope, I'm going to keep Carr. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to keep Carr as well. You know, Carr's performance in Week 11, there was a lot of drop passes there by Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, especially in that first half. I'm, going, I'm sticking with Carr. All right, next one. Should I trade Kareem Hunt? Ken in Hampton Roads, Virginia. All depends what you get in return. Everybody's tradable on my teams, but I have yeah. to get the right value. No one's never not tradable. Would you be actively looking to trade him, though? Are you worried about Kareem Hunt? I'm not worried about Kareem Hunt. I'm a little worried. Um, I don't think you can trade him because his value is low right now. So I guess don't trade him. All right, next one. Better play rest of season. Alex Smith or Jared Goff? This is from John in Gainesville, Florida. Alex Smith, I don't trust Goff. He has a tough matchup schedule. Look what he did with a tough matchup yesterday. I'd rather have Alex Smith's upside because they're going to be... Yeah. Rest of season, I'm going Jared Goff. I'm going Jared Goff. I'm not. Alex Smith, man, <laughs> that Giants and Chiefs game, Andy Reid is clearly... Reverting back to that dink and dunk offense that they've that he's known to do since he's uh, been the Chiefs head coach. Yeah, there. Alex Smith is f- or Andy Reid's fifteen and two out of bye weeks and he lost yesterday. That's horrible. Yeah, and they're trying to make him a game manager again. You got to let him air it out like he did in the first half. That's exactly my point. That's what they're doing. They're they're going back to that game manager thing, and that I think they're going to realize that they're. I don't think he knows how to change because now he's doing the same thing with Kareem Hunt, bring like he did with Spencer Ware last year, bringing in Chuck Hendrick West to split the workload and. It's not working out, man. It's not working out for them. They've struggled lately. Four losses in a row. Yeah. Man, you know, they might not make the playoffs the way they're trending right now and the way the Raiders and the uh, – not the Raiders, but the Chargers are playing. I don't know. They Ravens, got, Ravens are on a roll too lately. Three games up on the Raiders, so it's hard. they got to catch them. Yeah, they do play each other. Uh, man, that's it for the mailbag. Anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? Quick waiver show today. Uh, nothing, man. Catch us tomorrow. We're going to do all the previews. I'll just give out a few more names here real quick just to run down. Seals Jones, I would take a flyer if I needed a tight end. It's like if I didn't feel comfortable starting my tight end that I only Because Gabbard and him have a lot of work together. Yeah, they do. Uh, another guy I would probably add, Danny Amendola is available in a lot of leagues. Um, that's a guy I would pick up in PPR, play as a flex. Austin Eckler, 
it looks like he does have some standalone value. I mean, he's not going to get a whole lot of run, but it looks like he's getting some valuable quality touches there. And Jeremy Macklin, man, I'm still a believer in him. I'm still waiting. You know what? Maybe I was a week too early on Flacco. Maybe week 12 is a week for him. I'm not sure. I had to check the matchup. I haven't really checked that one, to be honest. But, man, I'm still believing in, in uh, Jeremy Macklin. I think he's going to have a bounce-back game here. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We'll have the preview for you Wednesday. Yeah, anything else you want to throw in? Good luck on your waivers. Yep, good luck on your waivers, guys. We will see you guys tomorrow for the Wednesday Week 12 Thanksgiving preview show. Till then, see ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FantasySportsStudios.